0: goodness and this is perfect perfect timing it is already eight o'clock we are in the zoom um watching people come in oh hi rami rami is joining us one of our club members from down under she's down in new zealand we've got club members from all over the world uh our we have had people tune in from the philippines and mexico and sweden and we've got club members all the way from Alaska to New Zealand. So we're going to touch a lot of uh, hearts and minds tonight. Uh, As I always say every week, welcome, everyone. It's Trans Tuesday. And all you have to do is look at this beautiful panel of people that I am with up here to know that this is absolutely my favorite night of the week. I wait up all week for this. I am Cassandra Storm, your host. And my pronouns are she, her, hers tonight is a perfect example of what it means to be a club member of My Feminine Heart. So our members share a private Facebook group and in that group we discussed the topics that we're the most passionate about and the conversations that we wanted to have here tonight. And so um, everybody had these conversations and then we voted on the topic and I want to give a big shout out Thank you, Michaela Rodin, who is with us this evening in the Zoom. Yay, Michaela! this was her idea. Uh, and tonight we are going to be discussing how to cope with losing friends and family through transition. So um, I know that this is a topic that it's, it's really special. We had some support groups sharing this this evening. I wanna encourage uh, anybody that who is watching in the chat, welcome Georgette. Welcome everybody. Uh, Feel free to post your questions there. For those of you who are new to what this is and you're wondering what this Zoom streaming thing is going on, we're my feminine heart. Uh, So this is Trans Tuesday. We are a sisterhood of all women and those of the feminine spirit. So including but not limited to cisgender women, trans women, non-binary, anybody who loves to be a part of the sisterhood who may or may not be part of the LGBTQ plus rainbow. We all come together and we share our love and our community and expertise in helping trans women live their best, most authentic lives. So this community, we feature a weekly interactive online talk show with interviews and with inspiring trans women, experts sharing their advice and Every field imaginable, from beauty, health, wellness, to even you know personal safety and finance. Our club members, uh, you know, they enjoy the perks of being part of our private Facebook group, like we talked about, and they get to watch all of these episodes commercial-free, and they get to be involved in our programming, so helping create what you're seeing this evening, and then coming on the platform to share their stories in their own voices. So um, thank you ladies so much. I wanna give a big shout out to everyone who's on here. Um, when I call when I call you, please wave and say hi so everybody knows who you are. Uh, Grace Ferris, welcome. <laughs> Karen Kendra Holmes, thank you for joining us. Hi. <laughs> Stephanie Ward and Samantha Williams, hi ladies. Hi. Hannah, I always feel like I, I'm going to butcher your name because I never took friends. Is it Charlebois? How do you say your name? Yes.
1: That's perfect.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Um, Michaela Roden, who um, picked the topic for tonight. Thank you, Michaela. Bronwyn Drew, who if you have been watching any of the episodes the last several months, she has been an avid um, member on the discussion panels. Thank you, Bronwyn. Chloe Webb, ah, our beautiful sister of the month from last year. We have so many sisters of the month. (laughs) Miranda Jones, uh, a former sister of the month too. Hi, Miranda. Looking gorgeous tonight. Kimberly Moores, thank you so much. I thought you told me it was gonna be Taco Tuesday. (laughs) That would be a good Trans Tuesday for us. We could all just have tacos and margaritas and talk about our feelings. And Liz Tattersall, thank you so much. Hi, Liz.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: So everyone that you see on here is a club member. We have celebrated Oh my goodness, Karen, Stephanie, Samantha, Chloe, Miranda, and Kim have all been sisters of the month. Bronwyn, Michaela, and Grace have joined us recently. Liz is a life coach and a health coach and she just did a a fabulous um, couple of episodes with us where she talked about you know amazing skills to just help people live their best lives and work with relationships. Thank you for coming on. I know we're going to need your sage advice for this evening Everybody, it's so wonderful to have you here. Thank you very much. So in preparation for tonight's panel, I asked um, our members a couple of questions. Just, you know, what is a question that you would ask to the panel, you yourself? And what advice do you have to share? And Michaela, if you don't mind, I think since this was kind of your idea for tonight, we're gonna get started with you. Uh, So Michaela. Um, I'm gonna bring up what you had written. Michaela's question to the group was, um, has any close family member or friend that you were counting on for support ended up betraying you and how did you handle it? Um, Michaela, if you are comfortable and you would like to kind of expand on, on why you were asking me this question, we'd love to hear your voice.
3: Okay, so, um... Just to kind of, kind of set where I'm at right now, I'm fairly early in my transition. I've been transitioning for less than two years. Um, and because of all of this, uh, my wife and I are going through divorce. So my children always told me that they would be neutral in this. And uh, just a few weeks ago, I, uh, my daughter invited me over to their house um, for a late Father's Day get-together. Um, and she decided that it was a good idea to inject herself in our her divorce. Um, and by her actually taking sides, uh, really caught me off guard. And it somewhat devastated me. I was, I was in shock for days, and I didn't really know what to do. She literally almost pushed me over the edge. So I guess what I'm asking for the panel to to figure out, has anybody ever navigated this issue and what were some of the things that, um, and and were you you able to overcome and, and renew your relationship with that person?
0: Michaela, thank you for sharing that. And I'm so sorry that this is something you're going through right now. Has anybody um, in our group had any similar experiences to this where they can shed some advice for Michaela?
4: Yeah, actually, um, I went through a little bit of that. Uh, First of all, my heart goes out to you because no matter how you slice it, it it sucks. You look towards uh, certain family members, especially, you know, your spouse and and your kids hoping that they see uh, your heart and who you know the your true you and uh, then when you share them that that most vulnerable spot to not have it embraced is very 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 hard uh, and it happened to me I went through a divorce uh, a few years ago uh, mainly the catalyst it wasn't the only thing but the, I think the catalyst uh, was you know, me being trans. Um, from that, I lost all my siblings, uh, with exception of my brother, so two, my two sisters and my parents. And uh, it, it is painful, you know, uh, last week I got to see family reunion pictures of everybody but me, because I wasn't invited or included. So uh, it, it can be extremely painful it, in certain areas. Coping mechanisms. <laughs> one is the community. I think that was the number one thing. Uh, I had seen a quote somewhere, and it kind of resonates with me, which is that uh, you're you're born into you're born into a group of people. They're your relatives. Your family are the ones that look out for you, pick you up when you're down, cheerlead you on for your successes, uh, support you uh, in everything that you need to do. Uh, that is your family and uh you kind of get to choose that um sometimes it, in my experience god puts people in your in your life for very very specific instances and uh then they might be transitory and they might go go out of your life but in that moment they keep you together and they keep you focused and and they let you know that you're important and you're valuable uh so uh Acknowledge that and embrace it, even if it's only for a short period of time, because uh, every little bit helps. Uh, it was going through those problems and those pain, and I, I knew that as I was coming out that I needed to transition. Uh, but I didn't know how, and I didn't know what was going on. I felt like I was in a barrel on the water, just getting tossed around, and I knew I was getting ready to head over for the waterfalls. And it wasn't until I went over the waterfalls that I realized that uh, I wasn't going to lose it all, that actually I had wings and I could fly. So I started taking that perspective is that, you know, I had to to untether myself to things that were holding me back, things that were holding me, were anchoring me down. Uh, My relationship with my dad was extremely important. Uh, He was a college football player, my idol, my hero, person that I looked up to model my life after, uh, I thought he was the greatest. And, uh, so, so losing him and, and some of the, you know, ugly, hurtful things that he said and done, uh, since that time has really, really, really crushed. But I think I needed that. I think I needed to be able to, to kind of cut loose from, from that and realize that I had to look inward and Find the value in myself and what I liked about me. No, what I loved about me. And uh, I had to embrace that. I had to forgive myself for being trans. And I know you, she, you know, like you didn't do anything wrong, right? That's how you were born. But it's part of that process of, you you know, just allowing yourself to be loved and allowing yourself to be forgiven and uh, embracing the your friends that are around you and probably the last thing I would say is focus on the long game. We get tied up in the here and now and everything that we've lost and everything that the you know the, the conflict and the, the duress that, that's happening now. But if you look at the long game and what do you want what do you want your future to be like and, and how do you want to be seen in that future. Uh, Continue to love your daughter and continue to love your kids. Uh, they'll come around eventually. Can't say the same thing about spouses and parents and stuff like that because they, they you know, they, they feel some sort of, you know, illogical betrayal. But uh, you're, I think your, your kids will see that you love them. You got to make every opportunity to continue to sh- show that love and express that love to them. And eventually that, that'll come back around. You put the love out there, it'll come back to you. So those are those are my few formulas to to make it through and to be successful in a transition in the face of losing losing things. But um, you know, going through my transition, one of the biggest things that I had a hard time with is what was I going to be like as an old woman? Like I couldn't I couldn't picture that, and all of my dreams of the future just turned into like a black. Sheet of, you know, like a, a black screen where I couldn't see anything, you know? And uh, it, it took a, li- a little bit of living. It took a little bit of taking it day by day. It took a little bit of having my friends lift me up and me letting them do that, me being open for them to, to help me out, uh, to be able to start putting that together. And, and you know, I am old, so <laughs> it wasn't that much of a stretch, but now I can see myself, you know, sitting, you know, walking the beach with the, my tie in hand, it's, a, it's you know, 85 and uh, laughing and smiling and joking because uh, I've let a lot of the negativity and the, 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 uh, the things that were the anchoring me down and I've embraced the things that are lifting me up and push me forward. So that's my uh, emotional aerodynamic story. Michael, if
5: I, I could um, add just a little thought to that, um, and it's almost like a paradox. We have to put uh, consistency with transition, with change. Change is a good thing. Consistency is important as well. You're, I went through something like that. I lost all five of my kids. I went a year, three months, and a day with no contact with any of them. Um, we got three of them back now, better relationship than I've ever had, uh, working on the others, but it's uh, the thing that, that is important is maintain consistency. You, you loved them when they were babies. You loved them when they were growing up. Let them continue to see that that love that you had for them when they were growing, it hasn't changed regardless of what you look like and what you call yourself. That, those things don't matter. It's the, it's the person that you are, the, the soul that you have, the love that you have, and let that just continue unabated. In time, they'll warm up. You've had years to get used to your transition, and, and they not. And quite frankly, through divorce, there's always somebody who's got an antagonistic uh, perspective. They're going to try to horn in. So just continue to be you, be the changing you, be the beautiful you, and and love them as you were, and love them even more.
6: Hey, Michaela, um, real quick um, for me personally, I picked and choose the time and in the order of telling my parents uh, about my transition. And um, I took and picked my brother first, and then I put with it a story behind it that he could relate to when we were little. And then I did the same thing with my dad, and it went really great. And by the way, my brother said, just give him time to adjust. And then I told my dad, and in five minutes, my dad was totally okay with it. I just elaborated more to, you know, to really get him to understand where I was coming from. And in 20 minutes, I said, Do you have any questions you want to ask? And he said, No, you've answered about everything I would have asked. And I was really scared about that because in the black community, you know, the father's saying, you know, probably that's my son, you know, and he's very proud of his son. And um, my dad, the only thing he came up with, he just said, are you going to keep your last name? And I said, yes. And he said, okay, that's all I want to know. And when we go to family reunions, he introduces me as his daughter, uh, gives me Christmas card, birthday card that says to my daughter. It's just awesome. And then my mom, she was the last one I wanted to tell because I really wanted to set it up perfect because she's that type of person that likes to worry a lot. So I wanted to make sure she really understood. I also took two of my cousins with me as well to be like that support for me. And uh, my mom was okay. She just basically said that you're my child and I love you unconditionally. And then when I told my mom that what my name was gonna be, something that she had never told me before, uh, when I told her my name was gonna be Karen, she said when she was pregnant, if she had a girl, she was going to name it Karen. And I just totally lost it. And it kind of really let her know, this is who I am. You know, this is the name she had given me before she knew that I was going to be born. So I thought that was really great. I have one uncle who totally has disowned me. Um, He's tried to change the my cousins not to be a part of my life and, and all that, but they totally don't pay any attention to that to me i've tried to reach out to him about three times and i've said that's it especially when i found out he was trying to turn my cousins against me i just said you're written off for sure now
7: so that's mine (laughs) Um, my question was very similar to michaela's and uh it um Problem I've had is well, my parents have been gone for a long time, so I didn't have to deal with that issue. But so those of you that still have your parents around are lucky that you have to deal with that issue because it gives you an opportunity to really let them know what's going on. Um, but um, oh, this is hard. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's. It's been it's been rough in that I haven't seen my kids in three years and have very little contact with them. The only contact I have right now is actually through uh, phone chat every once in a while and I'm, and they've actually they've both started following me on Facebook again, which I think is a step in the right direction and um, I'm the oldest of six and I had my my sister and one of my brothers were or two of my brothers were supportive to begin with. Uh, one brother's decided he didn't want me in his life. He got tired of hearing what I was doing, I think was part of it, but uh, didn't want to deal with that anymore. And uh, yesterday I, I was, uh, my sister's been helping me with finances and stuff because she was a, a bank manager and a bank vice president. And um, she's been calling me B instead of Branwyn, because B is was what my nickname was, is, it began with a B. And uh, yesterday I asked her if I would ever actually get a chance to see her again. And if she would ever uh, call me by na- my, my name and uh, she told me probably no for the second one and, pro- and she had to think about the first one, but, um, This went back and forth for a while, but, um, and it finally ended up with, uh, I forgot what I said to her, but she said, um, you know, I said, well, I would like at some point to be able to talk with you about this. And she said, well, why didn't you talk with me about it decades ago? And uh, I didn't even get into that conversation because that's an entirely separate. (laughs) That makes things a lot more complicated. Um, I'm 70. Seventy-one, just and transitioned when I was sixty-eight. So I'm I'm one of the older women here. <laughs> I I think I'm older than Kimberly, but uh, yeah, uh, but at any rate, uh, I'm I'm still having issues in that way, and I still don't know where, where to go internally with that. So one okay. of the the
0: questions I have. Bronwyn, thank you so much, and everyone's jumping around so quickly. Thank you, everybody, for all the advice that you're sharing. I just, I love this. Um, when, when I hear this, when I hear these stories, all I, all I hear is that's their problem, not your problem. So you know, Bronwyn, when you're talking about, um, you know, you're asking your sister, "Am I ever gonna see you again?" Karen, you know, you're talking about your uncle. You know, these are people that are, does that help, I guess, are you able to mentally say to yourself, is that a, is that a way to cope that their problem is their problem and it doesn't have to do with you as much as it has to do with them? Is there a way to kind of use that kind of mentality to, to get through this?
8: Um,
6: I think when I first transitioned, I just basically was more concerned with my immediate family my brother, my mom, and my dad, even my uh, stepsister, which she's totally cool. And everybody else, I really didn't care uh, what they thought as long as, and it wouldn't have changed my mind if I didn't get the approval from my parents. Um, but I felt like that was the most important part of my life because I'm their kid. Um, For, my, for
7: myself, um... Uh, my sister and I were were quite close growing up but we were just a year apart and uh, we' were actually we were in the same grades going through school and people thought we were twins and uh, so it, it was really <laughs> um, I wasn't I wasn't sure what she would uh, initially how she would react and I was actually just glad that she was willing to help out on some things so it, it's uh it's it's really hard when you really care about somebody that uh, that you can't change the situation, and that's because the the change isn't going to happen in me. The change has got to happen in them. So it's again, it's not my problem, but I still have to live with it. So it's uh, and that does help, and it and it and it's been a huge help that. Uh, all my cousins have been extremely supportive and I've got a large number of cousins. I probably have 20 to 30 cousins, first cousins, I think. Something like that. <laughs> but uh, they've all been very helpful. And and my aunts and uncles, um, I, one of my uncles is actually younger than I am because my my mother was the oldest in her family. And uh, he's been very supportive and, and, and all my other uncles have been, and aunts have been very supportive on both sides of the family. So I've been lucky that way.
4: I think one of the things when you're coming out, you got to kind of quote, read the room. Uh, There are some people that you don't want to lose in your life and you have to come out to them. There's others that it's like, yeah, uh, not really there, but there are some, you know, that when they're hurt to me, Um, when they're hurtful and it's holding you back and that's when you need to get that I don't say the attitude of their loss but in a sense it is their loss they don't get to see the real you they've never really got to meet the real you you've always edited yourself you've always lived in you know uh, compartmentalized yourself you've always lived in the box and they're missing this wonderful person out there Uh, those that aren't ugly with you then you have opportunity and you have time uh, to continue to present your case and to continue sh- to play that love forward. Uh, the The big challenge is, is discerning between which are the ones that you, know, you can uh, be patient with and those that you can't. For me, when things started getting ugly and it started holding me back and pulling me down, that was when I had to make the cut and I had to let you know, cut the tether and, and, and move on. They want to catch up with me later on in life and, and try to build those bridges again. I'm okay with that. I, I will, I think I'll be graceful and, and forgiving, uh, but, you know, cause I understand, I, I can conceptualize what a difficult leap it is for some people, especially knowing, you know, me in my past life, but, uh, I cannot, I cannot abide by having some somebody keep me purposely trying to keep me down because I've got so much more of life to live.
5: when mm-hmm. you know, it's hard for people our age, look at the screen, everybody's so much younger than we are and so much more beautiful. Uh, it's hard for people our age to understand what it is that we're going through. Uh, many of them will not understand it at all, but, but your sister gets in touch with you. And uh, even if she calls you B, you know, the, the, the iceberg is melting a little bit. So anytime you see some melting, that's a good thing. It may take a long time for it to melt, but don't give up. Don't don't stop being the who you who you are. Like I told Michaela, regardless of what you look like and what you call yourself, you're still you, you're still the same person that and and let your sister know that you are still that same person. You just happen to be prettier. And that's a good thing. And and in time, you joke with it a little bit. In time, you know, there'll be a little more melting and things will things will come along. It takes time. Yeah.
4: Oh, but I want to follow on with the name thing. Because so when I came to my kids, I, I kind of did the duality thing for a little bit. It, they knew I was trans, but I was still kind of presenting uh, as male in front of them. And I finally got to the point where it's like, nah, I just can't do it anymore. I, I kind of hit the wall. Then it kind of put them in a conundrum of, okay, what do we call you? Because we sure as how ain't gonna call you mom. We already got one of those. So uh, I was like, yeah, don't really want mom, but, you know, out in public, dad is really awkward for everybody involved. What do we do? So we kind of sat down and we we kind of went through the list of names. I was throwing out names left and right. And they were like, yeah, those are all stupid. We don't like those. They settled on D, which is short for dad. And I was like, boom, D it is. I am D now. And I jumped all over it because it allowed me to keep that communication open. And that was the most important thing for me in my life was keeping the communication with my kids open.
9: Yeah. I was just gonna add, as far as the nickname B, I kept my same initials. So my nickname going through college was H. And uh, my brothers still call me H. Uh, my, my, one of my sisters calls me H. And instead of looking at it as not being accepting, they're accepting you. And they know you, the person inside. Um, You know, yes, we'd love to hear our new, the name that we chose. But I, I I wouldn't be hurt or insulted. It's how they know you. I I almost think it's more of an acceptance that you are who you are, as opposed to, um, you know, something negative. So yeah, I wouldn't worry about that too much at all. Um, and um, getting back to the, the you know the main part of the question, I've been pretty darn lucky. I have not had a significant loss of a relationship. Um, I had a really tough time with my father, and still do. Now he calls me Joe, which was what I went by. Uh, he called me Joe today. Um, and he's 85, and um, he's probably the only person that it's not going to bother me. That he got, calls me by my old name, or he even says "son" every once in a while. I'm not going to fight him. Uh, I'm I don't want to push him away. I'll suck it up for him. You know, for other people, yeah. that would be hurtful or, or insulting. Um, uh, You're not accepting me as who I am, but um, he's the one person I'll give some slack to Um, because, you know, just like, you know, Kimberly, you know, he was my hero, you know, and, you know, when I first sat down and talked to him with a wig on, everything like that, He said the most hurtful thing to me that has ever been said to me. And um, he said, you disgust me. And I almost died there on the spot. Um, I I don't know why I didn't get up and walk out of the um, the diner, but uh, because I I just couldn't imagine something more hurtful. Um, An hour later, we were hugging goodbye. You know, it just, that's as close as I think I came to really losing someone of importance. But he saw me for who I was. And I think the biggest thing for him wasn't so much that I, my need to transition It's what I was giving up. Wife and four kids and, and taking care of them. And, um, you know, have you thought about How they'll be impacted. Well, that's all I thought about for, you know, two, three years before I transitioned. It's the reason I didn't transition two or three years earlier, because I wanted to try to make it work, but I knew that eventually this is what I needed to do. And despite all the hurt and um, Divorce and things like that. um, You know that that was still the hardest thing that I had to go through in this process, um, as far as things being hurtful to me. Now, the loss of my relationship with my wife is absolutely devastating. It still hurts to this day. Um, and, you know, we've been separated for two and a half years, divorced for almost a year and a half. I, it just kills me, you know, um, the, when I first moved out of the house two and a half years ago, our family was scheduled to go to on a um, tour of Europe. And then that was all up in the air. And, you know, my, my wife was like, well, I guess we're, we're not going. I said, no, you're going and you're taking the kids because I don't want you to hold it against me the rest of my life that, you know, the kids didn't go to Europe, but, um, and I was okay with it. Then I saw pictures post on Facebook. I I I could have I could have died. And you know I've told several people this. Um, I feel like a living ghost. You know I can see my family, but they don't see me. They went um, whitewater rafting last Saturday. I didn't know they went. They only live a few miles from me. Saw pictures on Facebook killed me you know so not so much that i've been turned away by people but just that what i've lost in transition it hurts it still hurts to this day and it probably always will and but it's learning to cope with it and trying to be accepting of it the situation um knowing what the reality is you know You're, you know, you want happiness, but you also want them to be happy in what they do. And, you know, it's, um, it's just part of the, this process, which is, is terrible when, when there's family involved, you know, spouses and kids, but, uh, you know, patience. you know, my kids handled it well, Um, you know, they were, in, they were all in college at, at the time um, that I started transition. They thought I was joking, because I never shown had never shown one feminine side my whole life. I wouldn't even wear pink. I, you know, um, not you know anything feminine. Forget it, because I always I had this forty year old secret that the last thing I wanted was for people to realize that, oh my gosh you know, maybe Joe is a little effeminate, or has a secret that he's hiding. And, and I never wanted that to come out. So I, everything I did was, you know, so masculine. So when I told my kids, they thought I was kidding. So it was really hard for them to accept. But they did. And more and more, you know, it's been two and a half years since I told them. Um, they're more and more accepting and they do stuff with me all the time so it's not like i've lost them but i have to rebuild the relationship and you know i have to make a stronger effort because they don't live in the same house as me um so michaela you were talking about you know your daughter it's just like um i forget who mentioned it but yeah keep treating her with love and respect and um just she has to know how hard it is for you and I, I think that's the the key with me is everyone realizes that I am the same person um and that this was the hardest decision I've had to make didn't take it lightly and never intend to hurt anyone else it's just you know um this is the situation so you If you just stick it out, you know, I think you'll be fine. Um, Branwen too, you know, it just should keep showing your love and, you know, don't push people into it. Um, Let them get to know you. And I I think that'll be the big thing because um, nobody likes to be forced to do anything, you know? Um, And so let it just happen organically.
0: Hannah, thank you I'm so gonna, much. Oh, did anybody else? I wanted to jump in, Cass. Oh, go ahead. Um, and it, it was two
6: key things I've, I heard through this. One is being ourselves and stuff like that. Um, we all, you know, for those out there that are watching this 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 great panel and hearing the stories that we've gone through, we all have to learn one thing. You're going to lose some things in your life. And um, and not every one of the people will hate you, even though I've learned I thought, you know, oh, they don't love me anymore. They don't like me anymore. The thing was, it was a sense of loss on their part, too. They thought that they lost a brother or a close, close friend that they used to always go hang out with. And that's even tough for us as, as transgender people, you know. We go through those thoughts to think, wow, if I transition, I may lose everything in my life, my spouse, my children, you know, my home, my, my job and friends. And when I go around and speak around the country, I'm telling these people, you know, that we transition to be happy. And because of the way society treats us, we end up losing everything and then we end up committing suicide which is the worst thing that could happen to us when we wanted to just be ourselves, be happy. Um, and I love the fact that what I was dreaming and thinking about before I transition is overwhelmingly much better in life for me as a person that I want to keep living and surviving out there. The other thing that my mom had written was a letter to one of her best friends. And it was about the fact that On the outside of the cover was my former self, Tony, and inside the book is everything about me. The only thing that's changed is the outside of that book cover, and now it's me as Karen. But inside that book, I'm still the same person, only 200% happier. And that's what, you know, we want to encourage you out there that's listening to us out here that... There's, there's life to live for. You know, I always have a saying that I always say, and some of you might've seen it on Facebook, shoot for the moon. And even if you miss, you'll be among the stars. Just don't give up. Just be you and be happy.
0: Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Um, you know, wow. I mean, Michaela, thank you for being so brave to share this because now you can see how many people have been impacted by the same thing. And, it's, it's incredible to hear the themes of, you know, of loss, but, you know, is this person well-intentioned? Where is their heart? Can it heal? Is the iceberg melting? Um, Hannah's comment about being a living ghost, just that it just took my breath away. I feel like I'm going to meditate on that later. Cause that's, that's, that's something, but you know, there is another side to this, and Chloe, you had um, asked a great question, and we have an audience member with something similar. So I'm gonna I'm gonna transition us to. Chloe had um, written in, and she was wondering for the panel, how do you handle family gatherings when you know there will be antagonists present? And we have a member of our audience who I, I don't believe I've met this person before. Um, so Allison Martin, welcome to the show. Thank you for sharing with us. I'm going to read what Allison wrote, um, and you know, please feel free to to write in the the comments for our panel on Facebook. So she wrote, "How do you address family members that post transphobic, bigoted memes? I have a nephew doing this intentionally." I'm blessed that my whole immediate family are in full support of me. There's a party in honor of him and his wife. He clearly stated he didn't want me there, but later recanted without any apology to me. I decided to not go, but insisted my family go to support his wife and to avoid creating a rift in the family. First of all, Allison, I'm very sorry that you are dealing with that. Um, You know, and Chloe, you had wondered the same thing. How do we deal with You know, there is a question of, is this person trying, but struggling? You know, they're, they're imperfect. It's, it's a tough situation versus this person is just being out and out unkind. How do we cope with that? Does anybody have any advice?
4: Oh, I got a little bit. So I, have run into the scenario myself, uh, coming up on Facebook. I went to a very fundamentalist Christian high school. And so, uh, accepting friends in, in, into my friend group on, on Facebook, and their parents who all knew me because it was a really small school, uh, has been quite an experience. And uh, one of the things is, you know, when they're especially in, given the uh, social scenarios that go on today in politics, you know, that that uh, politics politics of you know, being social or whatever it's called. Anyways, there's a lot of memes out there. Most of them are, you know, very, very degrading to trans people. And they can't help to post them on there because they know they're gonna get a whole lot of support and people are gonna laugh and, and kind of make fun of the community. Knowing full well that you're on there and you're seeing this. Uh, so first advice is pick your fights. You can't pick you can't fight it's you're pushing against the wave so recognize that, that you're just gonna be pushing people aren't they they might recognize that they were hurtful to you but you're gonna get ganged up on and you're gonna be pushing against the wave so pick pick your fights uh, I also tried to be I tried to avoid being uh, angry in my response I tried to be more informative a lot of times, I took that kind of the Socratic, you know, approach, which is, what were you trying to convey by this meme? Are you saying that a trans woman doesn't belong in women's spaces, or that, or you know, you always get that, oh, you know, well, if you know, you can't, you can't be a woman. That's like me wanting to be a cat or something like that. Well, oh, okay. So, are you saying that being a cat is is the same is a gender i mean and of course they're going to say no and of course they realize that quite honestly the way they were uh approaching it was from a very discriminatory perspective so things like memes you can quickly drill down to you're just being discriminatory and kind of lay that out if you do that know that you're still not going to win you just might get some personal satisfaction out of enlightening and uh you know, being able to throw out some statistics and some, some reality of your own experience in your own life, hoping that later on down the road, uh, it'll sink in and make a difference. But I would just say that, yeah, you, there, there are fights that you're not going to win and um, people post those to, to stir the pot. And if you're always the one that goes, goes chasing after that bone, you're, you're always going to be you know, left out in the doghouse, uh, handle things with grace and dignity, and uh, be the type of person that you want to be around, and I think that eventually that, uh, that kind of stuff just kind of loses its sting, and it loses its, its power uh, after a while, you, you know, yourself, and how important you are, and that, that's where I kind of go into the forgive yourself, love yourself deal, is once you start being able to do that, people's words, and posts, and stuff like that, it might be fun to push back on every now and then but they they don't have the same power they used to
0: there is there is that toughness between do i say something back and have an immediate satisfaction but then am i going to regret saying something later um you know it's you always kind of want to rise above but sometimes it's hard not to take the bait um you know chloe you had asked a question like this to the panel did you have anything that you would like to share I want to make sure we hear from everybody tonight.
8: Oh, that's fine. Um, you know, I think uh, Kim, uh, you know, the 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 resource I go to is using the grace and dignity part. Um, uh, just rise above uh, when when people are showing their asses, you don't have to show yours too. Um, and 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 uh, you know, it for me. Uh, the social situations with the family, it's just to kind of step back from it. Um, really, I haven't even been invited to a lot of the family functions that have happened, marriages and things like that, funerals. Um, wasn't even aware of them until after the fact. So it's kind of written its own story with, uh, with, without me in it. But um, there are still uh, some family um, communication channels that uh, occasionally, at least one of my siblings will uh, say something, uh, and have said some things uh, that um, I felt uh, could have been handled better. I, I could have handled better myself, as, as far as that's concerned. But um, the the one thing that has uh, has worked for me is to, is to bite my tongue when I, you know, when I when I'm hurting, don't don't turn around and bite back. Um, and show who you are um, is the best testimony you have to anybody else that's there in earshot. Um, and they they know they know the score. Uh, they know what's going on, and if somebody's being an antagonist to you, and uh, if they see you respond in love or uh, in a calm manner with grace, they're going to know that. Hey, this this person that they used to know slightly differently is still something that has uh, has substance uh, to them and can handle uh, the slings and arrows of life because that's part of what they're you know they're part of the thought that goes to I that I've had a conversation about was you know was this me dodging something in my life? No, this is this is me actually stopping dodging something that was in my life um, and. Um, So you, you know, will you like it or not, we are representing the community right there in our families and our friends uh, relationships. Um, And, you know, presenting grace and dignity in your uh, response to and in these situations is, is, uh, I think the, the, the way I handle it, I I was just interested in how others handled it and um, Also, I'd like to just say something to Hannah. I used to wear paint back in the 80s. Uh, (laughs) So, but um, the way I handled it, kind of going back to some of the earlier discussions, the way I handled um, coming out um, was uh, I anticipated losing everybody. I live, uh, my family is um, Southern Baptist. Um, I had a, Four Square Pentecostal preacher for uh, a father-in-law. I have a Southern Baptist uh, preacher for a brother-in-law. And um, and so just quite, you know, quite a fundamental family. Uh, As a matter of fact, I was a deacon at one time. And um, I I anticipated just losing everything. And so the, the one piece of advice I'd gotten early on from my counselor was build your support network. And I took that to heart. Um, I started trying to build one out there in rural Virginia um, that there just weren't very many folks around like me that um, so I reached out to Richmond and DC and anybody knows those first years I spent a hell of a lot of time on the road just building friendships and connections and being prepared to lose it all and uh, so then I came out to I came out to my whole family told that another, I don't want to repeat that, but it was rather short order. I told my siblings one week and about three weeks later, we were telling my parents who were both in their eighties. And, um, and uh, you know, I, I just led with love, let them know, you know, what my expectations of our relationship were going to be after I delivered the news I was about to deliver to them. And I think setting the stage with them helped in most circumstances, Um, retain at least several of the uh, relationships I have within the family friends weren't an issue they all went with the ex Um, so that 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 was that was solved not that we had a great pool of friendships out there in the middle of nowhere but um, uh, so yeah just you know show you know lean on that part of you that you know is the best part of you as how you handle the situations that you're gonna find yourself in and they're gonna happen, and just be prepared. That's that's the one thing that you need to do is be prepared for whatever you know, it can happen. Um, somebody's gonna be negative to you and just be prepared to handle it and calm yourself and and you'll answer in in your truth and show who you are as a person and um. And I think that's the best way to approach things. Just Chloe,
0: Allison actually responded to what you were just saying. She says, um, "She says, Chloe, so being gracious and showing my character was how I was feeling. I should be and go to the party. I'm so torn.
8: Go to the party.
0: Go, yeah. Allison. Y- y-
8: yeah. Go, go to the party. Go.
6: Yep." <laughs> All
0: right, raise your
6: hand if you think Allison should go. Yeah. I have to disagree. Um, Even like with my uncle, um, and my mom knows this, and a lot of other family members, if he passes away, I will not go to the funeral. Um, I've even talked to um, one of my pastors, uh, the lady of the house, first lady of the church, And she totally understood what I was thinking and she's right along with me as far as not going if that's what I don't want to do. I did say one thing I will do. I will take my mom to the funeral, but I'll be sitting out in the car waiting. I will not go in and give honor to someone who just totally doesn't honor me. Um, And then everything that I do, I have not brought any shame to our family. That's what really bothers me a lot that this uncle is like this to me so I've just like I said I'm not going to the funeral so you know I don't disagree with Karen I I think it goes back to you know kind of
4: know know the room and know who you're dealing with uh and and how they're coming out you know so posted memes that uh, that are ignorant could just be that could be ignorance it could be purposefully out there to try to hurt you are you taking a risk by going to this a physical risk or is it just going to be an emotional risk and can you handle that emotional risk if you can't then then, then bow out you can go and be your most beautiful gracious self and uh if it if, if it starts getting ugly then you know pack up your dignity and your grace and uh on out of there it seems them-
0: it seems to be a balance between Would you enjoy the experience or do you want to let one family member pull you out of family functions?
9: That's, that's why I said go, because if you don't go, then you're starting to set a precedent that you aren't part of the family. That's, that's at least from my perspective. Now, if it's A horrible situation obviously you wouldn't want to go and if it's an honor of this person then you know maybe I wouldn't go either but if it's just a function that's at this a nephew I believe
0: it's yeah I wanted to go back and reread it it's an honor of him and his wife Mm. I would and it sounds like Allison wasn't invited, but then it was recanted, but there wasn't an apology. So could there have not been an apology because sometimes it's just hard for some people to admit when they were wrong and maybe recanting it was their way of melting the iceberg is going to be my phrase of the evening.
5: That could be the best the person could do as far as an apology is concerned.
8: I'd go. If you don't give it the opportunity, then it's never going to happen. Especially because- you know, you know, that, you know, I- now- Now, to go back to what, you know, something Kimberly was saying, you know, part of the reason that I haven't been to two uncles' funerals is because on that side of the family, I have a cousin uh, who has multiple times made death threats against anybody in the diversity community.
6: Mm. Hannah, I was going to say, I I go to every family function that I know he's going to be there. That doesn't stop me. It's just the fact that I am not going to his funeral. And I totally ignore him when I'm at those functions, too. So I hear where you're coming about, it's not going, but I do go to family functions because he's not going to chase me away from that. Ex- ex-
4: and, ex- and if there's if if you go to a thing and, and it starts getting too heated and stuff and there's gifts there, you snag the biggest gift and walk <laughs>
10: on <out>. and <laughs>
0: off. Well, and she she elaborated it's a Jack and Jill baby shower theme. So I guess it's you know uh, when when everybody goes, it's not just the women, when everybody goes for a baby shower.
8: As long as they don't have a yeah. gender reveal and burn the forest down in the process.
0: Well,
4: if they do a gender reveal, just stand in the back, going, <laughs> "Well, you never know." <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> Alice,
0: with
4: like, them in twenty years.
0: <laughs> if if you get nothing out of this, Allison, I think that what you're hearing in this panel is it's not always an easy yes or no. Mm. There are pros and cons um and no matter what you do it may not be easy staying home may not be easy going there might not be easy but it sounds to me like this is you know I trust your gut situation and really think about you've got some really you know tremendous pieces of advice here you know do you want to start being wedged out of the family but it is a a party in their honor but was you know even if it wasn't graceful was it an an opening or an apology letting you come you know so you you know the situation better than we do but know from everybody here you're not alone
7: Nobody now we
0: have people. um some ladies here who have not gotten a chance to speak it tonight and i want to make sure that everybody gets a chance we've got miranda and liz and stephanie and samantha um you know i know that you all have you know experiences and advice as well and we're already hitting nine o'clock so i hope that it, everyone's okay to keep going but if you need to cut out that's okay Um, but I want to make sure before it gets too late that we get, you know, a little, a little bit of everybody's heart. So Miranda, would you like to share anything? You had some, some great advice that you had shared with me earlier.
11: You know, in, you know, all honesty, true truth in lending here. I'm the one who hasn't transitioned in the room besides yourself and Liz. Um, and so I can't I can't speak from quite the same perspective as everyone else can. Um, what I shared uh, with Cassandra earlier today was, um, at the very least, the the advice to not just assess the value of that relationship with with the person that that perhaps you're concerned about or or who's giving you a hard time back. Um, But also before you even come out to them, before you begin to decide whether you're going to engage with them after you've been outed to them to determine how strong was the relationship in the first place. And, and that may help you decide uh, or set a course to follow from that point forward. Perhaps this is someone who you now need to develop a better relationship with because that really good relationship wasn't there in the first place. Or vice versa, you determine that, well, this person isn't that critical to you moving forward anyway. And so you can, as, as Kimberly put, you can cut from that one. You know, you can you can trim that part out, and you can move forward with a little less ballast in your life. Um, these are things that this comes from my own thought process in terms of how how I'm going to come out to the rest of my family. Um, I've got to consider where do these people really stand in my life. Um, do I need to do I need to get their acceptance? Do I need to have their support or do I simply need for my own sanity uh, and for just the sake of honesty to have them be aware of, of what's going on? Um, so that was really the only thing I had. I, I, I got to be honest, I, I don't um, I don't have much else because I'm the one who hasn't gone there yet.
2: Can I just jump in there and, and kind of tag on to what you were saying, Miranda. That sounds like we talk a lot in coaching about A, B, and C friend lists, right? You've got A friends, B friends, and C friends. C friends are people in the grocery store. A friends are the people that you care about, that you trust, and that there's a lot. that That's absolutely right, that you look at these people that some who have turned their back on you. And ask yourself that question, and you know, you know, deep in your heart, are they on the, are they on the A-list? And therefore I have to work on it. And I would, you know, having listened to all of you and your amazing, uh, courageous stories that you've shared, you know, Grace, you said it more than once, always keep in mind that time continuum is real, that wherever you are in the process, they are so much farther behind you. And it, and keeping in that theme of being graceful and compassionate, allow them the time to catch up to you. And the, the only extra thing that um, I keep hearing from every, or that makes me think of this to say is as painful as it is when those who we love the most turn their backs on us, keep in mind and consider that their intention is one that comes from as much love, their fear for you, for your, your safety, your future, and losing other relationships, and that their Their inadequacy and being able to overcome that doesn't change the fact that it comes from a place where they love you. And again, it goes back to perhaps just give it that time Mm. and, you know, see what comes.
0: Yeah. You know, Miranda, please don't feel that you need to discount yourself because you have not transitioned or in wherever you are, every, we are all in a different place in our lives and your perspective is forward thinking. And it's, it helps remind, I'm sure so many people here of where they were when they were in your shoes too, you know, everybody is in a different stage of this journey and there's going to be a lot of people who are listening to this, who, are right where you are right now.
5: And you have- But I, I would give anything to have your hair. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, there is a price
11: tag on it and uh, you can buy it too. Just
2: like <laughs> I is it, is, is it
1: okay? It's
2: not even expensive.
1: Can, I- <laughs> yeah. can y'all hear me?
0: Oh, yeah. S- Samantha, is that you? can you hear me yep
1: loud enough okay i didn't know if we was connected that well or not i just wanted to share a similar experience she's talking that she was sharing that about whether to go or not to this family event um we had something very similar happen to us uh last year my uh middle daughter jessica got married and um she invited me and stephanie both to the wedding which I was, you know, rather shocked. You know, we do have, still have a good relationship, and I've been there to visit with her several times. But I was, you no, know, this is a kind of a rural North Georgia area where she lives, up in coming Georgia, and uh, for her to invite us to, you know, she has a pretty big family on the other side of the family, and for her to invite me to come to the wedding, I think was a really huge step for her, you know, to take that um, chance because. She doesn't know how a lot of her friends and family are going to react, you know, to my presence of being there as a transgender woman. Um, so I was really impressed that she Im- invited us to come, but I was also very apprehensive in going because I didn't know what, you know, some of those people, you know, are, how would you put it, pretty rough people, <laughs> would that be a good way to put it, but um, uh. And so I was a little apprehensive, okay, what kind of reception will we get from some of these people? And will people be whispering? Will somebody actually say something to us? Uh, But I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity of my daughter getting married and me being there, even though I knew I probably wouldn't be going down to Isle and I was perfectly fine with that, but um, it was important enough for me because she invited me that I had to overcome that fear of not going because it was there, Uh, the fear was there, like, you know, should I take this chance, you know, is it going to end up being a horrible experience, I don't want to ruin her wedding by other people, you know, making comments and being rude and, you know, and everything else, but we went anyway, and it actually turned out so much better than we anticipated, wouldn't you think, and uh, her mother um, actually come down, and sat beside us uh, where we were sitting and uh, and hugged me and said, and that was the first time we had ever met. You know, we have been divorced for a very long time. And, uh, and she goes, are you doing okay? And I said, yes. And she goes, well, I just want you to know, I think you look very pretty. You know, both of you do. You're very, you know, I, I just love the way that you look. And she goes, but what I really want to know is, are you happy? And I said, yes. I said, I'm actually, the happiest I think I've ever been in my life, because now I can just be me. I don't have to pretend anymore. And um, and that's all she wanted to know. She goes, "Well, come with me." And she took me up front. She gave me one of the corsages that the wedding party was wearing. You know, she gave me a corsage and put it on me, and uh, and walked me back to my seat. And um, and it was a beautiful wedding. And um, made us feel very welcome. And then afterwards, her sister Karen, which you know I've known, you know, gosh, for who knows how many years, but her and a couple other friends, we had like a dinner afterwards. They come over to the table and sat with us and talked to us and cut up with us all night long, and we had an absolutely wonderful time. And now we're all friends, you know, on Facebook. You know, they wanted to know who I am now, and it wasn't things didn't turn out the way that you think they are a lot of times. And sometimes, you know, they were talking about angry memes and things like that. People do things like that just to get a reaction out of you. That's what they want. poking. Yeah, they're poking. They want a reaction. And so, very true, you have to be very careful and calculated with your response, but sometimes it's better just to, that person, does. They, do they mean anything in your life? Are they contributing to your life? You know, Do they make a difference in your life? And if the answer is no, then so what? Let it go. Let them be who they are. Everybody sees who they are when they post things like that. And believe me, it does make a difference of, of other people, how they view that person when all they do is post hate about other people and other things. This shows who they really are. Do you have anything?
10: Gosh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to... Everybody has got so much wonderful things to say, and I really have stolen a lot of what I was hoping to say, but they said it's much better. Um, one thing I would say is it's okay if you don't, if you're in a, encountering any situation or, or worries, it's okay to not have all the answers right up front. You know, you can always just, um, uh, you know, come back around to it another time. Don't feel like you're, the pressure to um, uh, perform right away. You know, I've got. I'm hopeful that my sister and my dad will you know speak to me again sometime in the future and I'm hopeful for that. Um, not yet I do get cards from my dad, but he doesn't he doesn't acknowledge anything but I just remain hopeful. that's what kind of keeps me going. Um, I don't know if that will ever happen, but um, I love them both and uh, I try to reach out, you know, in the back channels with them and through my brother or something who I'm close to. And, um, but it's okay to not have, you know, what to say or it's okay not, not, not knowing how to feel, it just it just be brave enough to do it, you know. Um, but, you know, Karen and Hannah, gosh, y'all are, y'all are smiling tonight. My God, y'all are putting a lot of pressure on me. Um, um,
0: <laughs> Stephanie, that was, that was wonderful. And Samantha, I'm so happy that you had that experience, especially after talking to, you know, Alison tonight, who, by the way, um, she says, yes, what you all have commented on helps. I do want to stand my ground and show that I am proud of who I am. So thank you everyone. So, you know, I the range of stories that we have tonight, you know, and Samantha, to, to think that you almost didn't go to the your daughter's wedding not knowing how everybody else would be and then you have this beautiful warm reception. I mean, that's just going to give people so much hope. Um, it, the The range of advice that we have had here tonight, I thank you all so much Liz, the ABC friends, absolutely. Um, you know, I know that we have some good resources here. Liz, can you share your, your contact information quick because Liz is somebody who she's she's, first of all, she's Miranda's sister. So um you know so for Miranda to be worried talking about how she's going to come out and transition, she does have a relative on screen with us tonight who is a club member of My Feminine Heart. Um and Liz was just on, she did two episodes with us in June talking about relationships and the deep meaningful wheel of relationships. So Liz, if you could just as a resource, if anybody would like to reach out. For some additional coping support. Could you share your contact info? And you're on mute, hun.
2: i I'm trying. I will. <laughs> I'm working. Well, it's, I'm going to tell it to you then. And I'm trying to type it in. It's not going. It's LizT.LifeCoach@gmail.com. at so, gmail.com. But I, I'm going to continue to try to type.
0: That's perfect. All right. So um, Liz, thank you very much. And you can find the episodes that Liz was featured on, um, on at myfeminineheart.com. Grace, I know that you you also wrote me that you wanted to be offered as um, a support system. Um, Grace, if you could share how people could get in touch with you, because she is something she's gonna we she's gonna be on the show um this fall. Grace has a new um passion project that she is working on that's helping a lot of people. Grace, go ahead and share what you're doing and how people can reach out for your specific avenue.
5: Great. Thank you, Cass. Uh, yeah, we just launched the uh, St. Wilgafordus Transmission. It's a, a fully online, fully sacramental church for the trans community. Um, we're part of the Catholic Apostolic Church, a small, independent, affirming church that is open to everybody. We're Dane, men, women. We don't care if they're Uh, straight trans cis whatever it doesn't matter Uh, as long as they love god and uh, that's what we do so uh saint wilga fortis transmission you just find it on facebook uh and we're we're right there um and and uh my contact information is there as well and i'm I'm happy to particularly anybody who's having an issue with faith and being trans you can be i've gotten a death threat uh you know we somebody said you can't be Catholic and be trans. Well, here I am uh, and you, you trans and then you mix it with this, oh, you know, and it drives some people right off the deep end. So uh, uh, we're welcome here. And certainly if anybody wants to talk about faith issues, um, it, just look us up and we're, we're available to you.
0: Grace, thank you. And feel free to type your contact information in a comment in the Facebook feed. Liz, I copied and pasted your, I got your email already. You're, I already copied you over there. Um, Miranda, I know that you are one of the um, big organizers for the Rappahannock Transgender Support um, region. Would you like to share any of that information? You're on mute, babe.
11: Yeah, know. I'm just slow on finding the unmute there. Um, yeah, the, the um... Rappahannock Region Transgender Support Group. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook. We've got a public side and then a private side uh, so that we can actually communicate things um, that are more personal uh, on the private side. And we, we have a monthly meeting uh, down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, the, the first, uh, first Thursday of each month. Uh, again, find us on Facebook, Rappahannock Region Transgender Support
0: Miranda, are your meetings on Zoom or in-person? Or Both. hybrid? What
11: Both, hybrid.
0: Hybrid, okay, thank you. And feel free to put that in the Facebook comment too. Um, Karen, uh, you already have so much going on and you volunteer everywhere. Um, how can people reach you or what resources do you have that you'd like to share?
6: Um, <laughs> I never look at the fact that I'm too busy. I always wanna be there for somebody who needs to talk. Um, I don't wanna to go to another transgender day of remembrance and see anybody's name up there who might be part of this or any location out there. Um, if, if you feel like you need to talk, you know, send me a post uh, on Facebook, or if you know of somebody who might be troubling and you just can't get to them, I don't mind having a listening ear and and maybe some ideas to help. Um, Like I said, I go around the country and speak um, in regards to bridging, also bridging the gap between law enforcement and the transgender community. And that's including, because I say transgender community, I mean the umbrella basically, that includes cross-dressers and drag queens and so on. And what I'm teaching law enforcement is if you're presenting, one way and your driver's license shows something different. I'm teaching them to ask that person, how would you like me to address you? Because we want you to be respected while they are doing this traffic stop. And I know when I got stopped just before I went full time transitioning, um, the officer came up and after he took my license and registration back to the cruiser and came back and he goes, is this you in the driver's license? And I said, yes. And he said, right off the bat, how would you like me to address you? And I'm like, that was so powerful that it brought my anxiety down from here down to here because I understood that he recognized who I was as a person. So if you're going through anything that might be troubling or you want some comments or questions, please, uh, I'll put my email address in or you can go to my personal website and there's a contact button there that you can send me a message there as well.
0: And that's karenkendrahomes.com
6: No, right? um, it's KK KK, KK, yeah, kkhomes.com. And then my email address is kkholmes at kkholmes.com.
0: Anybody who has anything um, you know, please feel free to share contact information or support group information in the comments. Uh Karen, real quick, because when you came on the show a year ago, we talked about a, a special project you had just started to work on that got killed with COVID. <laughs> Um, and you said before we went live tonight, you said that it was gearing up again. And I'm really excited about this. Karen is helping to get people who um, are in the community and living on the streets off the streets. And she's working with law enforcement and people to do that. And, and I told you over a year ago um, when this project got shelved temporarily that I knew a lot of our people from My Feminine Heart, um, our members and our experts would wanna come in and help. So how can, are you at a point where people can get involved or not yet?
6: Yeah, um, we're actually having our first um, Zoom meeting re-back after COVID um, next month on the 19th, and it's at from 1030 to noon. Um, if anybody would like to um, be a part of that and want to be a part of helping, uh, send me an email um, at here again, KKHomes at kkhomes.com and just put on su- on the subject line. Um, uh, we'll just say volunteer and that'll get my attention real quick. But um, what we want to do is we want to help these girls that are sex workers uh, work on resumes, help them build it up and then also do role playing across the table with each each of them and like they're at a job interview and the l- other part is we're getting in touch with uh i've already got this one lady says she's got nothing but really nice clothes that she wants to donate back to the girls so when they go for job interviews and stuff like that they'll look really really good so that's p- part of it and then we're also looking for uh, businesses that are willing to um hire trans people so we can help them that away as well so it's it's really going super well uh within the last month uh when i went to a reef laying um, in Fairmont Heights area for two of the girls that got uh, murdered. So like I said, it's revving back up now.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. And so, you know, we talked a lot about coping mechanisms tonight. Um, You know, and one of the coping mechanisms that we heard was build your support network. One of the ones that if you've been watching the show um, and we, we launched a year and a half ago, that I always hit home hard is when you, when you go out and volunteer for somebody else, it just creates a whole new life and world for yourself. I mean, you get away from your own sadness and your own problems. You create friends with other volunteers, you're supporting other people. So I'm always a fan. If you, if you feel stuck, go out and give, and it will get you unstuck. (laughs) Um, And I know there's, there's so many opportunities for that here. Bronwyn, you said that you've got some support networks that might help people as well. Brian, are you still with us?
7: Yes, I am. <laughs> um, I'm involved in uh, a national group called SAGE. And it's it's a support group for uh, LGBTQ seniors. I'm actually more involved in, in uh, upstate New York. But we're also starting to move in the direction of, of bringing in uh, Uh, veterans and the like into it as well. So in a big way. And I've been involved in return universalist activities going on nationwide for uh, trans people and and especially for trans youth. And I've been working with some trans youth locally and in other parts of the country.
0: Bronwyn, if you can share the links so that if somebody else wants to work with trans youth or, or participate, you cut out a little bit audibly, but if you can post that in the Facebook, that'd be great. Chloe, I saw yours. Thank you for the reminder. Chloe um, is an ambassador with Transgender Heaven. Are you still an ambassador or have you gone up like to another like executive VIP level? Um, but she connected us with Transgender Heaven who supports us. They they list us as a resource on their website. And I think actually Bronwyn found us from Transgender Heaven. So we have had members come from there. We've been happy to send people back. Chloe, if you would like to t- share that at all.
2: Yeah, I
8: actually, uh, well, I started out as a, uh, an ambassador on and that, that site's still there for, for uh, anybody that identifies uh, that way. Um, and But Transgender Heaven was uh, created uh, about three or four years ago. I was initially assistant uh, manager there, and now I am the manager of the website. So um, we have a great group of volunteer people helping. You know, it's it's there's no professionals on staff. It's just people like you and me helping each other out. Um, and the membership is great about uh, about doing that kind of on their own. Uh, but you know, we 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 enjoy working with uh, people to help them. Uh, you know, what, with, with their journey and the questions they have. So, yeah, please consider it if you're looking for an
4: online support community.
0: Thank you. Would anyone else like to give any shout outs um, at this time?
4: Yeah, from my organization, I, I'm a part of the board of directors for uh, Transgender American Veterans Association. I find it online there, transveteran.org. Uh, we help out for those veterans that are you know, having issues through the VA or just looking for resources and some information.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you everyone so much. Is there any last piece of advice that anyone would like to share that we didn't get a chance to share tonight?
7: Love me all first before you love other people.
0: <laughs> would you Say that again for us, Bronwyn.
7: Love yourself first. And then you'll love others.
0: Thank you. Any other last pieces of advice?
6: Mine, I would like to say, and we've heard enough about, you know, arguments or battles and stuff like that when people want to, you know, be mean to you and stuff like that. My biggest saying has always been pick your battles. You don't have to show up to every argument you're invited to. So just... Let it go. Very
0: good. Any last thoughts from anybody else?
1: Never, get, never, oh. never turn down an opportunity to make a, a positive influence in somebody who may be questioning, you know, if who you are is really who you are. That was one of the things that I really got out of going to that wedding. Was there's a might be an opportunity there for somebody who maybe questioning or afraid or thinks there's something wrong with us to see that, you know, hey, we're okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, So I have a little bit of updates for you, as I always do at the end of the show, so you know what's coming up next week. Um, Next week, we are not live as we are tonight. So if you're watching for the first time, we balance back and forth between um, public episodes like this, and then private episodes and events just for our club members. Next week, I think you all are going to love it. It is a um, private Zoom social with Lindsay Taub. So Lindsay Taub, our favorite um, stylist and image consultant, is going to host a Zoom social for a club members. It is not recorded. So anybody who is a paid club member um, can join in. It's not recorded, so it's be there or be square. Um, But what I would tell you is wear your favorite outfit or wear an outfit that you want advice on, an outfit that you want critiqued on to how to make better, or if you have something that you're really struggling with. Because we have this incredible resource, Lindsay Taub is going to be with everybody, unscripted. Off camera, just on Zoom. So, I guess on camera, but not recorded. You can ask your real honest questions, get dolled up, have fun. And if anybody knows Lindsay, they know that um, she's a little more brutal than I am. (laughs) I'm like the sugar and she's the spice. So, you know, if you want like an honest answer about how that outfit is working or the color eyeshadow or whatever, she's the gal you want to go to. So, next week you won't see anything streaming um you know publicly on facebook or to our private facebook page it's only going to be a zoom and the zoom link will be emailed tomorrow to our club members so that you can register so um you know get excited for that get your outfits ready um, and then for everybody else, if you were inspired by what you saw tonight, if you would like to join our platform, if you would like to share your voice, um, if you would like to just be a part of our community and all this amazing level of support, because the conversations that we're having on here, we also have on Facebook. Um, you know, please check us out myfeminineheart.com. Uh, send me an email info at CassandraStorm.com I can get you on our email list we send an email out every Tuesday so you know what's happening and when we reopen our membership this fall we'll reopen it for a brief window usually like a week or less Um, you can sign up and join us and you won't miss anything so if you are interested we'd love to have you join us oh and I almost forgot we have our book club selection so our club members voted we had like six votes Bronwyn's like waving cause she's a librarian. We had like six different books to vote on because we've had so many people come on the show who are authors. Um, and then we have had these like iconic books that have been around for decades that our members have read. So we've been voting and debating back and forth. Our second book club meeting is going to be in September. And the book that was chosen um, was written by the wife of one of our club members. So Mary White, who was on our panel of wives wrote the foreword for her wife's book tina madison white um, between shadow and Sun, a husband's journey through gender and a wife's labor of love so um, the links are in the email uh we'll get it up on the website too go ahead and grab your copy from amazon i've read it it's a fabulous book Talked a lot about it with Tina last year when she was on um, the show. So excited, hope that she can join us for the actual book club discussion. So that would be the first time we have a book club with the author joining us. So fingers crossed, Tina's gonna be able to join. We're gonna be reading that book in a couple of months. Grab your copy. Thank you everyone for tonight. Thank you, Grace, Karen, Michaela, Hannah, Bronwyn, Miranda, Chloe, Liz. Kim, Stephanie, Samantha, you are all such beautiful people. You you shared so much of your soul tonight. Um, if you got to speak a lot or, or only a little, everything that you said was was so important. And I know that you have helped so many people. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. I love you all. Have a good evening, everybody. And we will see you soon.
6: We love you too, Cass. <laughs> Bye, everybody.
7: <laughs> Bye, everybody. Night, everybody.
0: Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com.